I I love it. I I like forehead feeling. I think you should just stick with that. That maybe that'll, that'll be like a I don't know. I'll start a YouTube channel or something. <laughs> for, forehead feeling. All right, I'm probably gonna cut all that shit out because no one needs to hear about my fucking weird brain. But it's kind of interesting. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe that'll be for the fucking Patreon. Uh, this is a podcast, man. Let's um, let's. I think we should do a podcast. Let's do it. So uh, here we are, Gearbuds Podcast, episode one zero seven. That's one hundred and seven episodes mm-hmm. of this damn thing. Which actually, you know, for those keeping real score, it's probably more like one ten. But mm-hmm. who cares? Uh, officially one zero seven. This is a duo cast. I'm Henry. Dave's on the line. What's up? Hi, Dave. And it's just us today. And uh, I feel like we we owed that to ourselves after the rip roaring couple of weeks we've man, had. Talk about it, man. I mean, maybe some time to even just sort of gestate that a little bit. Uh, we'll see. Uh, here we go, man. Let's just dive in. Symphony of corrections. Uh, there's probably some corrections, like real corrections from last week. I didn't get them, so whatever. Uh, here's your weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes. Thank you so much for listening to this. I saw we got a lot of a lot of new f- friends and followers coming in from all parts of the globe. Thanks to last week's episode. So thanks for, for being with us and sticking around yeah, and, and you, go back. And you know, if you haven't listened, man, if you haven't listened to the last episode or, or first of all, if you haven't seen the pedal movie, watch, watch the, please movie. watch the pedal movie. Like, come on, if you're a fan of the show, please watch the pedal movie. And it's then, just going to become part of our lexicon. Now we're not going to worry about spoilers or anything like that. So, yep. you know, just go watch it. Yep. Yep. And, uh, also if you know, people have been reaching out, it's like, Hey, we like your stuff new. Where, where do we start? I, I've decided I think my favorite way to to answer that question is, well, first of all, just look back through them. And if there's someone that you that you dig and are already a fan of, maybe check that episode mm-hmm. out. Sure. Or start with the most recent one and then work your way backwards. That's how I feel about it. Because yeah. it'll be like you're like the, the nice thing, too, is I was th- I was actually kind of considering this. It's almost like a time machine because. Uh, every week, you know, when we do uh, a couple two tree with the well, a couple two tree, it's like, hey, you know what questions come. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. It's it's this whole inception that even Dave, you and I cannot experience a show that way. So Mm -mm. we don't need to dawdle on it much longer. Just, you know, go listen, uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Gearbuds Podcast. Subscribe on Spotify and Apple and all those other places wherever you like to listen to the stuff. Let's do a little. Uh, we've done a little friends of the show already, talking about that pedal movie. Also, uh, in the in in the interest of talking a little bit more pedals, there is some pedal stuff that I wanted to talk about this episode. But I'm going to make everyone wait around to the end. So, uh, if you're into more pedal talk, maybe stick around to the end of this episode here. All right. Uh, I'll tease a little bit though. I guess the one thing that I want to say is that, um, man, I've got to say I've been getting stonewalled on my dodfathering lately. Wait, what? What do you mean? Can I've we been get thrown out. I've been throwing out some offers, and I've been getting no love. Maybe word got out that you're that you're the Dodfather, and they're like, we're know. shutting it down. We know he has more money than that, <laughs> dude. Hopefully, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Well, maybe, maybe not, the value is going. I up also because of the on reverb. Movie. I am known. As, I am. The, it is the Gearbuds shop, so mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe people have have picked up on it. But the thing is, yeah, I, I, they're just good pedals, and I'm I, and I do see people sort of picking up on that. I'm not trying to get all of them, but there are right. certain ones, and I'm not going to say which ones they are. I'm not trying to go against myself here that's the that's word. a good point yeah you don't uh, do that. so and i'm just gonna i'm gonna i'm not gonna tell you which ones i'm going after right now but there are a few there are always a few mm, okay. okay yeah i don't know i i've i've set up my alerts I still well, you can let me know personally searches. and i'll you know if i if i come across not on the show we'll talk well about i'll, it I'll tell secret. you that one of them rhymes with uh 
Clanger. <laughs> so that's one of the ones I'm after right now. Uh, oh, here's a little. This isn't really a tip, but the, I mean, it's just in the interest of things that I think are interesting. Uh, Apple has finally come out with Bluetooth tags to track your shit. Um. Okay, I heard about this. Can you can you explain a little bit? I can explain. They're called Air Tags. Uh, they, they're not. The, they didn't invent this idea, right? I, in fact, I've owned a, a tile uh, in the past, which was this same concept. It was some. It was just a little Bluetooth tracker. I had it on my keys, so whenever I couldn't find my keys, I had a little Bluetooth tracker on there that oh, I just sure. open up the app on my phone. Tells me where my tells me where where my where my keys are. Also, it had it could it was two way, so you could press a little button on the tile itself and it would tell me where my phone is works great cool. but the problem with that thing was that it did not have any sort of user replaceable battery which of course means it's going to die it's just going to die right? well, and then it'll die when you when you don't have it and then you can never find it again that's right and and apple has basically put tile out of business in my opinion because they did they did it for i think a little bit cheaper than the tile was for 29 dollars each or 100 for four and uh, guess what? All it takes is just that same little watch battery that everyone already has like a big sheet of in mm-hmm. their, in their drawer somewhere. So, uh, and they last for years without on one battery as it is anyway. So I am super stoked. I'm going to put one in my, not in all of my guitar cases, but in like a, a couple of, you know, probably like the, whatever I t- I'm toting my 335 or something expensive around him because sure. then guess what? If someone ever steals my shit. I get there. They're not going to know that there's a little Bluetooth tag in there and I'm going to be able to find it. Dude, that's cool. That's really yeah. smart. How, how do you know how, like, how big is it? It's like a, it's like, a, it's like a very small keychain size, like maybe like the quarter? size of like a quarter or okay. so. Yeah. The one, the one qualm that I have is that, uh, it doesn't have like, so the, the one that I had for my tile that I mentioned that I had in my keys, it had a little, just like a hole big enough basically to use it as a keychain. Well, the air tag doesn't have that. Like you could put it in something that acts as a keychain, mm-hmm. but um, someone's already figured out that you can actually open it up and like drill a hole big enough uh, to make it a keychain. So I'll probably do that on one of them. But I mean, for a hundred bucks for four of them, just to have like, even you can even put one in your wallet. And then if your wallet ever gets stolen, then you can track it. Like there's, there are a lot of applications for, for this. Wow. And then the fact that it's integrated with Apple means like I use find my iPhone. I've got that on all my devices and now it's just pinging everything all the time and it's going to tell you where your stuff is. So this isn't an Apple ad. This is just, I've been waiting for someone to step in and yeah. do the tile thing Perfect a little bit better technology. and a scale. Yeah. And, and it seems like Apple's Apple's jumping on can it. I, and they're for sale now. Can I hang one from my sunglasses? Because I always lose my sunglasses. You can. I mean, that might be a pretty wild fashion statement. Pretty thing, good but fashion I gotta statement. Say, yeah, maybe. You know that that just triggered something in my brain that uh, I, I actually think this is a great idea, uh, and and supposedly Morgan Freeman does this, but I guess it was an old pirates practice to have earrings that were expensive enough that if you died, it, they you could whoever it was that found you could sell them and pay for your funeral. And oh. supposedly Morgan Freeman does this. And honestly, I think it's a wonderful idea. I kind of want to do it. Uh, but maybe throw maybe throw an air tag on it too, because then they can find you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. Let's do it. Let's let's get it. Air tags. Uh Mm-mm. all right. Well, I'm definitely gonna cut all that. But uh just people know we're having a good time over here. We are. Okay. Uh BFI, GFI. Did you see the thing about uh the the drummer uh, who died recently? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, for those who haven't seen, uh, Benny, Bonnie, Bonnie Brent uh, died recently. It was an, embalmed. And, and rather, than, rather than the Viking funeral stuff, we were, or the pirate funeral stuff we were talking about before, right. this is, I guess, is a modern drummer funeral. Dude got propped up behind his drum kit 
uh, for yeah. the for the wake. It's like the uh, the art of taxidermy, but with a human, essentially. Yeah, it made me real uncomfortable. Honestly, I couldn't even I, I, I couldn't even click through and read the article. I didn't want to look at it. Yeah, I saw the pictures and I was like, well, uh, that's all I needed to see was the photo. Um, I mean, I you know, I get weird enough at a funeral with just the the open casket casket and all that stuff. So yeah, for me, this is like uh, this is next level. But I mean, I think it's that's kind of badass, maybe. But it also freaks me out. I like they put his name on the on the kick drum, like it on the kick uh, kick drum. It didn't just say like pearl on it. Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) It actually has his name and like. Well, Dave, I've got to ask. Okay, so you know, someday you you've got your funeral. Sure. What What's your rig, man? What's my rig? Which big Which big are you taking? Which big Which which base are you taking to the Great Beyond with you? Oh, it's got to be the sixty two P base for sure. The P base, okay. Um. Yeah, and like, you know, I was going to say, maybe don't prop me up like that, but if you want to lay it like in the casket with me somehow, like kind of just like on my chest or something, that'd be cool. Oh, like a, like a, like a battle, like a a warrior's sword. Like a warrior's sword, sword. exactly. Yeah, Yeah, so I'd be cool with that. The setting me up in like a position where it looks like I'm playing in a gig would be just a little strange, but I mean, this is what he wanted, so, you know, I'm I'm happy for the guy. What about you, man? I mean, I'm guessing, if I had to guess, of your list of guitars now, and I had to guess... I would say the Les Paul. It's got to be my SG just because it was, oh, okay. it's, it was, that was my first baby. And I, you know, my, I bought it new and it was, I toured with it and did all the stuff to it. That's, that's the one that's the Viking funeral guitar. But man, I got to say, I, as uncomfortable as it makes me to look at it now, I do think it's kind of hilarious. And part of me is tempted to include in my living will how I would like one of my guitars to be sold specifically so that I could have this, but I want to be in like a fucking, like a, a full on spread leg rock pose. Yes. You know? Like With full the, wide legged, the low know, slung guitar, maybe, t- maybe like Townsend, like, like arm swooping, the arm, which for, the arm honestly, back. I'm yeah. not good at now. I, I'm not good at that in real life, but when I'm dead, no one will know that. No I one will know. Yeah. It'll be like, that was his signature move. And they're like, no, it wasn't. And he's like, that's no, what he wanted. It definitely wasn't. <laughs> what if, I will add for those out there in the world who are interested in doing the windmill. It is way, way, way easier to do the reverse windmill yes. than it is the over-the-top windmill. Yes. And I and I don't know. It maybe has something to do with our shoulder or something like that, the way that it's shaped. But that's the way. Yeah. Just, just putting that out there. What Not if, that I, I'm super into the windmill in general anyways, but if you're going to do it, the reverse is, is the easier way. What if you did it where you were like um – like jumping in the air and they could prop you with like a clear pedestal and then your legs were kind of kicking behind you like that. Like you were jumping off a riser. That would be cool. And like your hair and, but then you'd have to have, yes, the hair would have to have have a fan on you. So like it's in motion at all times. It's like this living diorama. I I mean, why not? You know? Um, Yeah. But yeah. And just get, just get a really expensive earring. They don't embalm your hair, bro. That shit's going to be able to still flow. By the way, I got a haircut. If my hair is still long. I'm still working on it, but I got a, I got a haircut yesterday. Bro, I feel so much happier. I got one yesterday. Oh, we both got haircuts haircut yesterday. Twins, There's man. the episode. I got mine cut pretty short again. <laughs> Maybe that's the episode image. We've got to take really handsome selfies, oh, and, that, uh, and that'll be... It's, uh, it is probably one of the best haircuts I've had. Well, I haven't had a haircut since, like, last November, but... Um, Dude, same here, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know... It was November. Or, yeah. no, actually, my, I'm sorry, mine was October, but close enough. Yeah, close enough there. But, yeah, um, I got it cut pretty short just because I only go, like, twice a year anyways but you know yeah. regardless of COVID or not so i kind of just uh i said go do your thing and and she did a great job i'm excited oh yeah i'm happy for you can't wait for you to blow up the 
and bless the the group chat with your selfies. <laughs> Maybe I will. That's a BFI that we're going to throw that under the BFI category. I'm going to put this under the I'm not sure category and let's talk about it, but there is something about it that it's just kind of hilarious. Uh so anyways, I don't know if you heard about this. Spotify it recently came to light that Spotify like all big companies has a bunch of patents and the one that they that they went and got recently is a patent that they had approved for technology that could monitor and record People using Spotify users, mm. speech and background noise. So mm. not like you, you know, making, hey, Spotify, do this for me. It's like them listening to then help curate and recommend music. Now, hold on. Which is when, like, when hmm. you first said it, background noise, wouldn't that be the song that's on Spotify if you're listening to Spotify and they're listening to your background noise? Not if you just have Spotify open and aren't listening to music. Oh, okay. So so as long as the app's open, doesn't have to be playing necessarily. To be clear, they're not, they're not using this technology but right now. they have now, the but patent approved. They have secured the patent. Well, uh, a couple of days ago, over 180 musicians, a coalition that includes Access Now, Fight for the Future, Union of Musicians and Allied Workers, and some human rights organizations signed this open letter calling on them to, to, to not use it or sell it or monetize it in any way, including Tom Morello, you know, from Rage Against the Machine, Laura Jane Grace, Ted Leo, Sadie Dupois, Downtown Boys, Div, Talib Kweli, a bunch of people. So, yeah, I, I agree. I, this seems like a really bad idea, and I'm not and I'm not supportive of it. However, the way that it's been approached made me kind of die a little bit okay. because i'm i'm now going to quote tom morello on this and this <laughs> is like the i'm not taking this out of context in in making him sound worse than it is this is this is truly what he said quote you can't rock out when you're under constant corporate surveillance <laughs> what i mean he's got a point uh does he i don't know i mean i i get what he's saying you can't rock out okay boomer like what the yeah. fuck are you talking like, you can't rock out like the, i agree the corporations that I support... are holding us down from rocking out man like but know. maybe that's true but just the, to say you can't rock out like what who even rocks out like what is that what is rocking out <laughs> what the fuck does that mean um but yeah yeah you were like how, how was band practice the other night oh we rocked out i couldn't rock out because that co- constant corporate surveillance you know the usual uh but i will say that this actually it, it, here's it's another weird, quote huh? and i and i think and i do support this saying and, and this is um sadie dupois i think that's how you say it uh, instead of wasting money developing creepy surveillance software spotify should be focused on paying artists a penny per stream and being more transparent about the data they're collecting on yeah. all of us and nailed it i'm with that because it, i yeah. use spotify every day yeah so, me too uh, don't 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 tread on me spotify um yeah, yeah, I like, I mean, I, yeah, I think the idea, so we've all had the thing where like, you know, me and you are in a room having a conversation about uh, a Jeep Cherokee and then you see ads for Jeep Cherokee. Like you, you've seen that, right? Like whether it's on Amazon, like um, on your Instagram feed or Facebook feed. I, or, I have experienced that coincidence. Yes. Yeah. It's at, I, some, some people will say it's coincidence. Some will say they they are listening to us. Well, Dave, would you like me to drop some expertise on you? On yeah, because I figured this, this is kind of your, uh, your forte. I have actually specialized in this mm-hmm. uh, in my professional life, which I, you know, we don't really talk about too much in this, but mm-hmm. I've done a lot of work in the search world, and I've done a lot of work in the voice search world. Okay. And I can tell you and everyone listening to this right now that every th- what you're just describing is... Well, actually, I was going to say it's a coincidence, but it isn't. It isn't a coincidence, but it's also not. It is definitely not your phone listening to you. Right. Okay. What, it, what it is, is the fact that advertising has gotten really smart. 
And what it also is, is that none of us are these fucking unique snowflakes that we all like to think we are because we fall into what, depending on which platform you're talking about, and by platform, I mean Google or Facebook or Microsoft's advertising, whatever, what we call audiences. Mm-hmm. So when you're getting that Jeep Cherokee targeted at you, it's not because you said Jeep Cherokee, it's because you are the sort of person that has all the types of interests that we as advertisers know how to target really well. And we, and it's super effective. It turns out. So people pay a lot, spend a lot of money every single day, every second of every single day to make sure that if someone is interested in a Jeep Cherokee, that they are getting served ads about a Jeep Cherokee. Hmm. And this is not a paid ad for Jeep Cherokee. No, not at all. I was like it to be, but yeah, that was an example. Um, no. Okay. That makes perfect sense. I I'm, I'm speaking on saying, I'm not saying, you know, that quote unquote, they're listening to us, but, but you, you have had it where you, you weren't talking about this at all. Then you talked about it and then totally. it pops up. Like, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, uh, I didn't see Jeep Cher- Cherokee ads before we had this conversation and now I'm seeing them, I guess. Is what Absolutely. Saying. And that's, I mean, you know, coincidence is a thing, but again, it really isn't coincidence when you actually look at what's happening there yeah. because we're all on our phones doing stuff all the time Sure, and cookies there's this it's called attribution this idea of cross-platform attribution where it's this golden goose for the entire industry where it's like okay if you're on your computer and you do a search and then you go on your computer or and then you go on your phone and you do a search and then maybe you've got a tablet and you do a search how do you connect all of those things because you're not always signed into the same accounts you're not always logged into google you don't have the same cookies across those machines but it turns out all those steps are very important in what's called the purchaser's decision journey, right? Like the idea from I want to buy something and then you figure out what it is and then you go buy it. It's mm-hmm. like advertisers and the businesses behind these advertisers, they are trying to push you along this journey because that's how that's how they make money. They use, they sell you something. So right. it's like at the beginning, they're kind of getting you interested in it and then they dump you into this other audience and then it's like, well, now you're interested in it. We, we're going to hit them with some really targeted specific stuff. Maybe this will stick. And it's like, you're probably getting ads for a bunch of different things that you you didn't talk about but it's like because it's that one thing that you did talk about yeah. all of a sudden that's what you latch on to because it's like oh my god it must be a co- coincidence big or it's not a coincidence big brother's listening this right. is like you know my phone my phone's listening to me because we do all have devices around us that have microphones but um no man but I'm, isn't so I, now I, I i'm under no obligation to make people not scared of that but i'm telling you there are a lot of things you should be scared of in the world that oh and i'm, I'm not, not one of them by not the way uh, i was just yeah. making an example but so is but is what we're saying now with this Spotify thing, going back to that, is that is that that's what they're tr- that's what they're they're trying to do with right. this patent, right? right. Or well, wow. I shouldn't say that they're trying to do it; that they have the ability to do. Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing: we all have, you know, there's these terms and conditions. So it's like, you know, by being a spot a free Spotify user, sure, you you probably sign up for them to use your data and information and a ton of other really weird ways that sure. don't involve them listening too. So it's like, well, now that they want to do that too, it's like, all right, people are kind of realizing, but it's. It does sort of feel in this in the course of this conversation. It does feel kind of goofy. It's like, yeah, I do. I do think it's a bad idea, but it's also there. You know, there. If you have a cell phone, people are tracking what you're doing mm-hmm. at, with cookies right yeah. now. Yeah, so that's absolutely. that's just know that. Uh, the, although the world is moving to, a, in fact, right now Chrome is in the process of eliminating third party cookies. So we may be moving away from that world, which is forcing a lot of advertisers to be like, shit, now that we don't have all this audience marketing that we used, or soon we won't have all this audience marketing that we used to do, how are we going to be smart again? So that's right. kind of like the current conversation. I guess the scary thing would be if they're if Spotify's patenting this and they're spending money on patenting this, they could just sell it to somebody else, essentially. That's 
that's the other part of it. So that's part of the call from this organization is right. to not only not use it, but also don't sell it. And and Spotify has released a statement saying we patent stuff all the time, but never said like, yeah, by the way, <laughs> we're not going to use it or we're, we're not going to sell it. They just said like, yeah, we do this stuff all the time. So right. we'll see. But Interesting. I didn't hear about that. So that's, it's a, it's that's a thing that's going on topic. right now. Uh, for all of you, uh, another topic. Uh, I'm just—I don't know. I don't actually care enough to have a G or a B in the front of FI in this. But uh, did you see that Red Hot Chili Peppers sold their uh, sound catalog? Their yeah, song yeah, catalog? I did see a headline about that. Um, Hundred and forty million doll hairs. They've always been savvy businessmen, in my opinion. I mean, uh, you know, when I think RHCP, <laughs> my brain first thing I go to is their business acumen. I don't. I mean, their, I definitely with their hits and, and all the money they've probably made. I don't think of them as like broke musician types. Definitely um, not. So you know, and I see their their songs and advertising and all that stuff. So it doesn't surprise me. Um, I've, no, they've know, had a lot of big hits and everything. I've, I don't know if we've ever really gone down like a, a Red Hot Chili Peppers rabbit hole. We enough. did. You know what? I don't know why I remember this, but I remember it was it was pre Gearbuds episode twenty okay. something with uh-huh. Joe Darnaby. Okay. We we talked a lot about. He, basically the 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 thesis was we all kind of like red hot chili peppers to an extent me mm-hmm. probably less than you but everyone recognizes that anthony ketis is the reason that nobody likes like if you <laughs> dislike if you dislike red hot chili peppers it is definitely because of him yeah and i will say at the same time they could still sell out a tour you know a worldwide tour and probably you know um people people do love anthony ketis but i'm i'm not one of them so nope so, um, but okay. that's good. Congrats. But 140 million hypnosis. They own everything now. It's kind of scary. Uh, last BFI here. And I, and I wanted to talk about this last week, but I didn't want to do it during uh, a mo- uh, an episode celebrating pedals and everything about them because this is, I, I consider kind of a bat, a BFI. Okay. So there are these new Chase Bliss pedals, which are super rad. And we've talked about them on the show. They're, you've seen them at, you saw them at NAM. They're the Automaton series with the, the flying faders. They're like sort of bigger size pedals, but then they, and, you know, they have faders that actually are motorized and will move with the presets. There's mm-hmm. a, a, a preamp overdrive. And then there's the, um, the, collaboration they did with maris uh for the it's basically a lexicon reverb well i saw there's a what's called the fader shield you can buy which is like so the, the point of these pedals is that you know you put like you you have a bunch of different presets in there and then the the faders will move with the different presets right. it well, looks cool yeah it looks cool and it's also i mean it is a functional thing i get the idea of flying faders well you know there's still things flying around and it's like is that a good idea to have on a pedal board? Which I feel like has been kind of like the main concern. Well, now you can buy an $80 piece of plastic that goes <laughs> over the top of that. It's like, if a, you're concerned it's about like the that. cover on your turntable. It just kind of cl- like clamps down. Okay. It is. Listen, yeah. listen. And I, and I, in front of me right now, I have two deck saver products, which is basically what this is over my Ableton push two and over the Apollo twin X in front of me. And, and, and I get that, but it's like, I don't, they're not pedals. Like I don't put them. I don't have them on my pedal board. It just seemed like a bad idea to charge a hundred dollars for a cover for yeah, your pedal. I it's assume. a little excessive, I would say. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry to have to be, to poo poo on this. No, right I mean now, they but. did it. No, they they did a cool job designing it and stuff. But yeah, eighty dollars is a little expensive. I mean, I will say, you know, when you when we do get back to playing gigs one day and all that fun stuff, uh, you know, no, you nobody, don't want beer. Going nobody to wants to spill a beer on their pedal. Sure. And I could actually probably use these on more than just flying fader pedals. Maybe I need one on my Boss Distortion. You know, maybe I need one on my tuner pedal. I don't well, know. I think that's kind of the point is a boss usually like those are sort of designed to be able to take that right. kind of shit, you know, oh, my so boss it's is like, disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's it's and that's part of the tone, dog. That's like what that, it's that, the mojo. That PBR from sub T uh, <laughs> 2008 you know, in 2008. That's that's mojo. That's right. You can't buy that. 
I guess you probably could. Uh, how much? I don't even know. Like, do they still make PBR? I don't fucking know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They definitely do. Huge beer. All right. I've been talking a lot of shit. I'm ready to stop talking shit for a second because now I'm going to say my two favorite words, Dave, that I get to say every single week. And those words are. Dave's Docs. Dave's Docs. Dude, where's the tambo? I, I I totally forgot. It's across the room again. I and I also it. did add a tambo sample in, and uh, just wanted when you said I should that one. Time. I was now it has to be um, because I'm the the Dave's doc doctor. You could do like a heart rate monitor, like a beep, oh. beep, 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 Dave's docs, something like that. Doctor Dave's docs. Doctor Dave's oh, docs. Oh man. Um, <laughs> shout out to the pedal the pedal movie guys for. For dubbing that, uh, yeah, product. I can't remember if that was, if that was Lux or Dan, but one of those two yeah. has do- do- forever christened you, the doctor, That's the doctor amazing. docs. And I appreciate. There it. was a funnier way the way there was a funnier way that we said it. I'll have to dig that up, but I don't know what it was. I Either way, what do you got for us, man? Um, I I'm stoked about this, man. I you know we we talked a little bit about this one. Um, it, it wasn't easy to find. Um, I'm, you know, it it look it oh. was good. I know it, what it's gonna be. It, it came out when the pedal movie came out, so obviously yeah. that was first in line. Um, but I had to watch this man because I love everything that Dave Grohl does. I'm a I'm a Dave Grohl fanboy, um, even though he can be really cheesy at times. Um, and I watched What Drives Us, directed and produced by Dave Grohl and and some of the other Foo Fighters as well, actually. Um, which was a cool documentary about. It was just it was a light, fun documentary about traveling in bands it was kind of about vans um like mm-hmm. like vans were like the entire kind of basis behind it but it got deeper than that for sure it got into got into touring it got into playing live um i thought it was kind of cool it opens with dave talking about he's driving this van and it was the original van he had when the foo fighters first formed that's a lot of foo fighters first formed foo for 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 first yeah for 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 he bought that um, you know, they bought it brand new, you know, I'm sure he had a little cash from Nirvana and they, they bought a van because they wanted to tour as a band, not, you know, being able to, even though Dave probably could have put them up all in buses and that kind of stuff. He's like, yo, we got to be a band. Let's gotta start over. Band. Let's band get in up. this, let's get in this van. Let's load everything in the back. And then he ended up buying it back from whoever he sold it to, or he found out he traced where it was, uh, bought from. So he, he now owns his original mm-hmm. Foo Fighters van, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, he, he drives it, right? Like he's, he like, yeah, I mean, he's driving it in the, in the documentary, he's driving it and like, he's talking about it. Um, I will say this. So I didn't expect there to be this many famous people in the movie. So it's kind of a fun movie in the sense that they're interviewing. I'm just going to go down the list, uh, just to keep it it quick. The most famous. All right. Lars Ulrich, Edge, Ringo Starr, Slash, Duff McKagan, Steven Tyler, Annie Clark from St. Vincent, Brian Johnson, um, from ACDC, Ben Harper, Flea, and Mike Watt were just to name a few. And there were a lot more than that. So, Dude, okay, real quick, I've got to say, that just reminded me, I watched this thing where Mike Watt does a show. Oh, no, wait, sorry, it wasn't Mike Watt. It was Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson has an internet show, and no he did an episode with Dave Grohl. <clears throat> and in the episode, Dave Grohl drove the van over. Oh, man, I and, bet. like, talked about this. So I, I, I bet that this is, like, part of that. I bet they took part of that. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Um, oh, man. So what was actually. Well, you didn't mention with the other celebrity, uh, our buddy who's in it, Mr. Johnny Water. I didn't see him in it. I, I saw the clip. It's at the end. He's, he's like, towards the end of the movie, he, his band, uh, The Evictions, is in it. Really? 
Yeah, he 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 posted the clip on Facebook. Okay, I'll have to yeah. I'll have to see. Yeah, I I'll have to watch it again because I um I didn't see him in there because I remember you mentioning that. Yeah, and then I thought maybe they edited that out or something. I don't know. I didn't see it in there because I was looking oh, for man. him. Yeah. Um, but anyway, well that's cool. Fuck yeah, man. Uh, Fuck yeah. Old old dare little daredevil love. Shout here. out daredevil love right there. Um. So what was cool about it was you you get to listen to kind of some of these, you know, super famous people talking about when they first, first started. So it was almost like a bunch of little docs in one, in a way, with them telling their stories about the first time they ever heard music, the first time they realized they get, kind of reminded me like when we do interviews sometimes with guests that we have mm-hmm. on, where they're like, you know, literally what was the first thing that ever made you want to pick up a guitar? Like that kind of stuff. And I love that kind of stuff. So um, a lot of the documentary was that. Um, there's a band called Radkey. Have you ever heard of them? They're three brothers. I don't think they're, so. They're young dudes. I, I think they, I mean, they looked in the movie, they looked like they were about 20 or maybe 21. Like, but they, for the last nine years, their dad's been driving them around on tour and they've just been touring nonstop. Their first gig was opening for Fishbone, which I thought was pretty crazy. Cause like a, ba- a band dropped out and they were in Austin and like, I don't know what connections happened, but like they got to open for Fishbone. And then he goes, so we're all pumped because we get to open for Fishbone in this huge show with like, you know, 3,000 people. And then we go to like our next gig and there's like four people there. And he's like, ah, shit, you know. But the way the kid put it was we got to realize what we actually wanted to get to by playing that first gig. You know, a lot of people be like, oh, it was, you know, your first gig. You got to play for all these people. And then he's like, no, we got to realize like how hungry we have to be to get back to that mm-hmm. level of playing that first gig. So they're always chasing that idea. Dig that. Um, so that was really cool. I thought um, there was kind of fun stuff about like, you know, like packing the van. Like everybody kind of talked about how they the packed Tetris, their own man. van. Got a Tetris it in. Um, they, they all talked about like farting in the van, which is a, a pretty oh. big deal. And then, um, you know, there was a band. There's a band called L7. They were a punk band yeah. from like the 80s. Yeah, totally. Um, this girl I think was, they're from Chicago. Okay. Yeah. It sounded really familiar. I, I can't say I'm familiar with their music, but um, she was talking about how they, you know, she's like, we've been through it all in the van. Like it was such a bonding experience. We've had times where you've had drug addicts trying to get clean in your van, like in between gigs, you've had clean people turning into drug addicts in between gigs, like in your van, like you experience so much. Everything that happens in this van is kind of like these people sharing this moment. And that is what creates bonds with bands a lot. So, you know, my big takeaway from this was like, one, you I want to sh- you want to get a van. Well, I for sure miss playing fucking shows, man. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely do. Big time. And you know, I I would say I don't. I mean, I don't know if I'd call it a regret because I don't regret the way I lived and played. But I will say, you know, my my regret was like, especially with Blaine, because we were starting to get some attention. We never really took that leap into like, let's go travel for more than like a weekend or more yeah. than like a week. Like let's go out and do that real tour. I mean, you, when you when you listen to some of these people talk, um, just about getting the van and touring for like three months, going home, turning around and just doing it again a week later and just constantly, constantly, constantly doing that. And that's your only job. It was kind of cool and inspiring to do that. So yeah, absolutely. Well, for anybody you young what, listening, any young bands listening, like I would say fucking tour, man. Like you got to be young. If you're old too, who cares? Yeah, you're right. If you're old, get too. a van. I, here's what we're going to do. Get a van, take gear buds on the road, buddy. It, we're going to go coast to coast. Just anybody who wants to be on every day. Hell yeah. We're going to do it. Well, and I was thinking about Hembry. Like they were like, when we were touring, we would listen to your guys' episodes in the van, which I thought was pretty cool too. I was going to ask you, like, have you ever done like a long-ish tour? Like what was the longest tour you ever did? Longest tour I've done was, I think it was like five weeks. Oh, wow. That's, that's fucking long, man. Yeah. Something like that. That's Uh, amazing. 
the most i mean i did a few like two three weekers uh, as well most of the time it really was yeah 10 days seven days maybe but really like four days but yeah uh, probably vampires we did one and it was actually pretty cool the way that we uh had booked it because the last gig was a big festival so like got to go out oh like, wow by far the biggest show of the gig this fucking you know m- main stage festival and you're super tuned up and festival. like ready to go like you're super super tuned and, yeah, up yeah. fucking oh man yeah there's a lot a lot of a lot of stories i uh i that dur- that night or no the next night i um because we stayed i um i won't say what happened but i will say that uh, I was backstage and Buckethead was hanging out without the bucket on his head. No. And I was too fucked up to even know. So, uh, yeah. Touring, I don't think uh, I would recognize Buckethead without the bucket, to be fair. No, but everyone knew. And like I, they told me about it the next day. And I was just like so uh, blacked out and <laughs> fucked up that I don't have any recognition. Well, of in this documentary, they would probably argue that that was uh, just part of the experience, you know? Dude. And I think you would love this movie, man. I think. Um, especially having toured. yeah. What is it on? Did you just like have to get it on the website? Yeah. Well, or if you have Amazon Prime, you can sign up. It's really hard to. It's not hard to find, but if you have Amazon Prime, you have to sign up for this thing called Coda, C O D A, and uh, it's a seven day free trial. So just sign up, and then oh. you can just cancel it or whatever. So, Interesting. Yeah. Coda. Um, yeah. Heard of that. So I just did that, and you know, if that's what you all right, give do. me it. What's the what's? Oh wait, before we do, actually, yeah. I've got to ask. Gear spotting. Anything? Oh. Anything jump out at you? Yeah, man. I mean. um you know, just again, like old footage, you know, it, it was a lot of like, I would say this too. And if you're a Foo Fighters fan, which I'm, I'm whatever about Foo Fighters. I think eh, they're, yeah. I think they're cool. They're um, I, I respect them. I'll say that. I, I think that they're, uh, you know, all their gear. I mean, Grohl playing like, you know, awesome Gibsons, you know, Grohl's Gibson collection is amazing. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think, you know, like some amps, you know, they were, cause they're showing like how you stack them in the van and like how you fit stuff in there. So just a lot of, a lot of just vintage photographs and vintage footage of people playing and vintage by vintage. I mean like eighties and nineties, you know, pretty much it was like, kind which of they were era. probably playing, you know, stuff that was 20 years old for them, which makes it nice and vintage for us. So yeah, here we yeah, are. Exactly. Give it to me. Um, uh, arbitrary ranking time. What do you got? Arbitrary ranking. I gave it a solid eight out of 10 vans. I know super creative arbitrary conversion ranking. vans. Conversion vans, cargo vans, you name it. Um, Dude, you know. this is, you know, love it. Gonna watch it. Yeah, Great you'll review. like it, man. I promise you'll like uh, it. I want to add, so I uh, decided semi-recently that I wanted to have a car again. I've been looking around a lot. And then I was sort of like, well, maybe I should just get a van again. Sure. And then, uh, so I came across yesterday or two days ago, came across an article, I think it was in the LA Times, about how this is in in recorded history the worst time to be buying a used vehicle because mm. prices just like we bellyache about every like single week on the gear, show yeah. just like with gear cars are through the fucking roof they said it is wow. it is the best time to be selling cars and the worst time to be buying them is like damn it anyway, i'll pass so, yeah okay. you know i'm gonna let that chill out a little bit but uh, yeah dude because my I mean, we've talked about it and how much i still sort of lost over it my first car was a conversion van specifically for playing with my band and uh, was it your van that you guys took on tour no so when i went on oh, tour was, we actually okay. that was before that van died i was that was when i was in high school mm-hmm. um i didn't i didn't tour until i was like that's uh, right. yeah. 20 i think but um no it, we toured in a actually it was actually sort of luxurious uh our singer had a suburban Ooh. and we bought a trailer so we did a nice, suburban plus nice. a trailer which oh, was yeah. pretty sweet that's i mean not quite big enough and plus there were it was a five-piece band and we had our manager with us so like it was not a lot of people for a suburban for sure yeah we could not like we had to either crash or get hotels like we it was not big enough for us to all sleep in it was not one of those situations yeah we had like you know you'd you'd sleep while you'd fucking 
be driving like yep. people would be passing out but, but it's, like we would never sleep in it for the night that was the funny thing about this movie too they were all like almost everybody was talking about they would be like oh like the mattress would go here and then you just mm-hmm. kind of take turns sleeping on the mattress and stuff and i'm like i mean we had a minivan in you know for for the bands with uh matt witt the sapiens and blaine fonda and and it was you know we had a trailer we would always have to rent like a u-haul trailer because you know even five guys in a minivan is a lot you know it's so, a lot yeah yeah, you, really oh, and, yeah good luck hitting getting a kick drum in there too no, forget it. Yeah. Let so, alone like your band, all of your band stuff. We actually, that was the thing is like that band, like I, cause I joined then high school, they were already a band. And I joined basically right after high school, like a year after high school, but they were known for having this like huge backline where they were all playing like fucking full stacks and stuff. But then it was like, by the time I joined and we got to, st- we got to start touring and stuff. It was like, Nope, we've got to scale that shit down so we can actually fit it in a trailer to actually play our gig. So I was only, I think, yeah, the, yeah, the biggest amp I ever played was my twin in that thing. Yeah, yeah, that like makes Dan sense. used to put, bring a Leslie on stage as a fucking high schooler. <laughs> uh, like what yeah. assholes? That's uh, yeah, that's wild, man. I mean, all right, dude. Yeah, well, there you go. There you have it. Sick. It out. Love it. Uh, let's just uh, keep this train rolling into some future gear. A couple things to talk about today. Uh, let's see what we got. Oh, this is just sort of news that I, I guess I should have or could have mentioned earlier, but I noticed that Focusrite purchased Sequential. So, you know, Focusrite, purveyor of all sorts of different types of gear, historic and mm-hmm. modern, bought Sequential Circuits, which is a very awesome historic uh, synthesizer brand. So um, they, I guess the, uh, there were, of course, like the first question is like, oh, are they going to change anything about Sequential? It's like, no, they just acquired it. Sequential still going to operate okay. as Sequential. You know, Dave Smith can still do his, his whole thing. Um, you know, you'd hope that there might be some sort of cross pollination of technology oh, yeah. eventually because like they're both cool companies doing cool stuff. But uh, that was just something of note. Oh, also, you know what I was thinking about this, man? This year, we're in the year 2021. Okay. It is the 60th anniversary of the Gibson SG this year. Ooh, are they? Because 1961 was the when they, you know, stopped making the Les Paul and they right. start. Well, I should it say was the that's Les not Paul, technically right? true. It was still the Les Paul, but the I, it is the 60th anniversary of what everyone calls the, the SG's SG, body, body shape. Yeah, gotcha. It wasn't until 62, of course, but or maybe even I guess 63. Are they going to release some limited edition like ten thousand dollar? You SG? know, you'd you'd hope and I assume <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, yeah, for us not to buy, uh, but. Uh, you know, as as both of us as SG lovers, I just love felt it. like might might be worth noting. Uh, happy for, birthday, for that SG. solid guitar. Yeah, I love that. Happy happy sixtieth. You're uh, five years away from that that old retirement uh, here in the USA. I don't know what it is globally. Probably better. <laughs> uh, I got some gear this week, man. I forgot to tell you. Well, maybe I didn't. No, you told me you. about I think the I told uh, you. yeah the DI you got right. Uh, well, I got a couple things. I got I got uh, a very very exciting note. My sarcasm, but I'm excited about it. LR bags paracoustic DI, hey. which is uh, not only just you know a great we, people who make music we need to have DIs around. It's great for that, but it's really it is sort of for those in the know. It's kind of like the gold standard acoustic preamp, um, especially. I mean, people love it on everything acoustic, but I bought it specifically for my Martin. Uh, which oh my god, I forgot to write this down, but I'm glad I just said the word Martin. I heard the best slang ever for uh, vintage Martins recently. Uh, I don't. I, I've joined a bunch of like honestly pretty boomery Facebook guitar groups, but it's these always dudes are all like, dude. yeah. But but they share really interesting guitars sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, one guy shared his vintage Martin D35, and he referred to it as his hillbilly Stradivarius. And I'm oh like, god. that is the greatest thing I've ever heard and from now good. on. My Martin is going to be known as a hillbilly Stradivarius. But anyways, I really wanted this, A, because I got a smoking good deal on it, but B, with the box, which you know how 
very chuffed that makes me uh but i wanted it for my martin man i i, I wanted i wanted to have the best acoustic I mean, preamp to go with your my, martin with sounds my martin. amazing I, you know it it actually and, and like no offense it surprised me you didn't already have something like this you know yeah you know i've got di's and stuff yeah. but like i didn't i didn't have the i mean this is the one that i've always had my eyes on right. i know people love it on upright bass or any any anything that cool. you uh, amplify acoustically um, but it, I wanted to mention it's pre, this pretty in, neat a feature that I didn't realize at first. So it has, you know, a balanced XLR out. It also does the quarter inch out like any sort of standard DI would. But it also has an effects loop. So uh, you can, you, if you're using it as just the preamp for your guitar, you can put like, I don't know, whatever you want, chorus or delays and shit in there. And then it'll just like be the most pristine signal. And it's funny, actually, I read, I read the manual, which I don't always do. But in the manual, they even say like this is going to be the cleanest thing in your signal path. So okay. no matter like literally they're like, we're, we're going to go out on a limb and say, no matter what else is in your signal path, this is going to be the cleanest thing. So wow. basically they tell you to like get as much of your volume from it as you can, because okay. it'll be the least noisy, but it also has an effects loop, which is cool because then it allows you to then, if you don't want to just like put your pedals and stuff in there and integrate it into some sort of like acoustic pedal board, you also get a super clean non preamplified signal. So the reason I'm saying is you can actually use this to split your signal and like, three separate signals in a super clean uh way so i'm I'm also going to be experimenting with that uh for recording purposes like oh yeah you know get taken taking the preamp from like through the preamp with the bass but then also taking the unaffected but then also sending it to an amp and then miking up the amp so beautiful uh, yeah you know gotta get gotta get that in there uh also um before I get into the other piece of gear I got, I wanted to mention something I've been doing recently. So I we did talk about it a little bit when it came out, but Ableton Live Eleven is out, mm -hmm. uh, and part of that when you when you're in, when you're an Ableton user, you get these things called packs, um, and they've actually so packs are kind of like a collection of different types of like maybe software instruments or like presets or uh, samples or maybe like MIDI clips. Um, well, they've updated. I didn't realize the reason I'm talking about this. They they updated them for Ableton Live Eleven which stands to reason, but I didn't realize that you had to actually go in and sort of like manually go in. So for those Ableton users out there, all you have to do is like look at packs, like the section where you click packs. Mm -hmm. And then there's down at the bottom, it says updates. And then you just go like, oh, there's updates for all these. You download it, install it. And then it's just like way updated presets and updated sounds and really fancy uh, cool stuff. So just wanted nice. to mention that really quickly. It's like a touch uh, and tips right there. That's a touch and tip. Um, not not doing great with our normal sequence here, despite my sequential uh, <laughs> circuits facts. And then here we go. The last piece of gear that I got this week, which boy, oh boy, am I excited about. I got a video synthesizer. Dave. I was hoping you'd get into this because yes. is this what you sent me a small video clip of? And I, I was like, I what did. the hell is going on? Right? I did. And we couldn't talk about it last week. Obviously, <sighs> we had our, our awesome guests. Yeah. On. Right. So, so, so let's dig in a little bit. Oh, my. So I... Uh, I pre-ordered, I guess you'd say, and then it took several months to come, but I'm not going to complain about that too much. The Sleepy Circuits Hypno. Mm -hmm. Sleepy Circuits is the brand. Hypno is the only product that they make. Um, it is uh, a synthesizer that, um, you know, you hear synthesizer, I hear synthesizer, and I think like bleep, bloop, 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 bleep, like keyboard synthesizer. Right. This is not that. This actually synthesizes video images. So mm. it has an HDMI output, you know, you, you plug the HDMI output into like a projector or your screen or whatever it is that you want to use and, and it creates visuals. So um, it has two oscillators, which, you know, you think of an oscillator in a keyboard synthesizer and that's like the thing that generates the sound. It's it's where the sound starts. Well, th th this exists in here, too. But it, instead of being a sound, it's it's 
a different shape or a pattern. Mm -hmm. And then you can do all sorts of different colors and motion with those things and then create super cool trippy visuals like the things that I sent you. Right. Uh, it has, I think each one, each oscillator has maybe five selectable shapes. Um, I should add that it has USB, different USB ports on it too. So you, you can actually get in and change the and pretty much anything that I'm talking about in here. But I, I so far, I've only used it as just like as it came from the factory, right? Because right, it's like right. I'm still such a novice still trying learning to, how yeah, all this stuff works. Yeah, I'm not going to try to like break it yet. <laughs> um, but it ha does rotation and motion. All of this stuff is automated. So you can like hold down one button, turn a knob, and it'll start spinning it. And then it'll keep spinning it. Um, wow. The other thing that I'll add is that it's all MIDI controllable. So one of those USB ports, you can actually use MIDI. So like instead of doing it on the on the unit itself, you can have a MIDI controller somewhere else automating it. You can have MIDI coming from your computer or Ableton or whatever, okay. sending uh, information to it to like change patterns and do all that sort of stuff. But it also does control voltage, CV, which is huge in the synthesizer world. So it has nine CV inputs on the front of it as well, which I have had a lot of fun with because I happen to have some synthesizers that output right. control voltage. So that's another way to, to create different patterns and move things around. Um, I've been talking a lot, Dave. What questions do you have so far? So it, so it just connects to a monitor because you were showing me. Yep. So you just look at it on like any, is it like HDMI screen or something like that? Or? Yeah. So there are two different ways that you can get signal out of it. Uh, it has just a standard, you know, regular HDMI output on the side of it. And that's what, when I sent you the video, that was yeah. just me taking a video with my phone of the screen. Right, right. Uh, there are, so what you can also do is, and the reason I didn't do it this way, you, you can actually use a, a capture card from that output. You like every, a lot of people who do streaming or anything like that. Any if you're doing like video game stuff, you get these little capture cards. I bought one for ten bucks, and then that'll allow you to then convert it to USB, plug it straight into your computer. However, okay. you don't even need to get that because the front has a USB output. You can correct connect that directly right. to your computer. Okay. However, the reason that in the video that I sent you, I I didn't do that is because the one other thing that I haven't talked about yet with this synthesizer. Not only does it have those two oscillators that generate shapes and patterns and cool psychedelic stuff, it also has an input to allow you to process external images, including, oh. say, for instance, your iPhone or your iPad. So I've been having a lot of fun processing external video from my iPad. And that's when I, when I sent that to you. Yeah. I was using the output where you don't need a capture card to input because it, it goes both ways. I was also using that capture card. So basically I need to buy a second capture card to, to <laughs> properly do it, which are, you can get them for like $9 on Amazon. It's not a big deal. But the funny thing is that I did want to mention in order to get from my, because what I sent you was, my, was from my iPad mm -hmm. in order to get from my iPad to the hypno, to the synthesizer, oh, yeah. I have four, separate dongles connected to i was gonna other. say that's like gonna be like a chain of adapters right there. it's really funny because the thing is it like you need to get from the lightning or you know from your phone or ipad the yeah. lightning adapter to usb which isn't actually that big of a deal you there are cables that are where it's just like See, one thing yeah. that does that however you can't do that with this because it isn't about just it isn't just about the connector it's about telling telling it's about telling the computer and, and telling the synthesizer what's happening. So like you need to take these steps to go from HDMI. So I've got the lightning adapter that goes to HDMI and then that just goes to a regular HDMI cable. And then that goes to the capture card. The capture card is what's telling the synthesizer that this is the, the like you should be looking for the video signal right now. Okay. So it's like you, you need to take these steps, not just for conversion, but just to tell the things like, hey, this is the signal that you should be looking for. You know, the, the most expensive part of that was the actual, because 
you can get the cheat like to switch from the lightning to the hdmi you can get the sh- the as we've talked about shitty non-apple made ones sure yeah but Amazon um style. yeah which i've bought and then they just don't ever work mm-hmm. so i did i did shell out for the actual apple one just so i would never have to worry about yeah. it and it also had the the other reason is that this one splits it it does hdmi but then i can still plug in a charger so oh, i can perfect. still like actually charge the ipad while i'm <laughs> right. using this ridiculous fucking setup here uh, thank but you dude, apple. <laughs> it is so much fun dude that's i cannot wild, believe man. like it just like even without audio going along with it i just yeah. can like sit there making tweaks and learning how this stuff works because it is kind of one of those things too where it's like you know you can create presets with it and it will come back to the exact preset, but it's also kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know that if I put the knobs exactly where I had them right now and expected that, like, it, I it's wouldn't expect it to ran- look exactly the same. They're, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's random. a little bit of that random nature to it. So it's like. That's fun, man. Yeah. It's and and, and it kind of made me think about some, like, just like the, the larger idea of diving into something new. Cause this is, this is super new to me you know oh, it's and like, this is I, like you're unlocking like an entire world right now like this it's is a, a whole, it's a whole half of things yeah that i haven't really done too much with in the past and it turns out there are a lot of people doing it um there are a lot all sorts of like ipad apps that you, you can get and and whatever and, oh, okay. and and that's cool i think it's cool i i'm trying to approach it from more like i don't want to just because I, I like the idea of creating visuals and I but I don't want to just like download an app and then use direct visuals like, from that app. Like yeah, I, you wanna I want to your own and I want to make my own somehow. But yeah. I'm not I don't know. I don't have like 3D computer chops like making animation and stuff. So this is a very, very good way for someone who has interest in in generating some visual and creating some interesting art to go with some audio in a way of, of kind of generating that for you. And this goes back to, I think to some of the stuff we've been talking about with like generative music and pattern based mm-hmm. music too. Yeah. So yeah, definitely plays into would, that. Would you, um, I don't know if you mentioned this, but like, would you be able to like, let's does it run through like premiere or something? Can you record what you're, what you're yeah. actually creating? Okay. Totally. Yeah. And that's, yeah. So that's, that's the next step so far. I've just been like learning it, you know? But yeah. Like if you wanted to make like a music video or something, or just a cool visual to go along totally. with a song or something. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, you can either, like I said, you can either go from the HDMI output right. and then use a capture card or you can use the front USB directly into your computer. The reason I wasn't using that is because I was using that port to do something else. Yeah, and, right. uh, but uh, there, so there, there are a lot of options and there are a lot of other things. There are, it turns out there's this, this huge world of people making video synthesizers. I think LZX has kind of been like the standard for a long time, but okay. it seems that stuff's very expensive and kind of unwieldy. This is a much it's it, based from what I've learned and in, in diving into this world, the, the, the hypno, the synthesizer we're talking about, does a lot of stuff for you know it was like 600 bucks or something like that not cheap but compared to what it used to be in the past like putting together an lzx system was like five thousand dollars because it's like so many components and everything like that so many components that maybe do a little bit more individually than the the individual things do on here but this is the whole thing in one package basically this is the whole thing in one package and it's and it's still very expandable because again as i mentioned it's you can get in and and access the source code and and change pretty much. Any, I mean, it's built in Raspberry Pi basically, so it's like a computer standard. The one, th- the other thing I didn't mention is that it's the built. It's built to the same size as Eurorack. So if you're already a oh, Eurorack cool. person, you can just take this out of the case. It comes with the ribbon cable, power it right in your Eurorack, and because it's all CV, it integrates so well. Like it, it really, it. D- you can ha- do really cool stuff with this without having any external synthesizers that or anything that I'll put CV. But I. Sounds like it's limited. Wouldn't recognize it. Yeah. Yes, I wouldn't. Rec- I wouldn't recommend it as much with if if you don't have any interest in going that route. Because even just like running an LFO from my micro brute 
really changes it and adds this like wild dynamic where you can modulate through stuff that of course you can do that with MIDI too. I, w- I guess I would say that MIDI or CV is interchangeable. The reason that I don't like MIDI as much as with this is because I want to use the port that I would be using for MIDI for other stuff again. So it's like, I would probably prefer CV because there's these nine CV ports on the front that that's all you can use them for. Whereas the other one, I could run MIDI into it, but I would rather run external video yeah. or, or something else going on in, in there. So is this, is this like crazy on processing for like your computer and st- you know, all nothing, that? no, all the processing happens all in the in. synthesizer. Awesome. Yeah. N- it's amazing. nothing. So it's literally just whatever processing your computer requires to input the video, you know? Right, right, right. So, I mean, aside from being like a a total gear nerd, what made you like want to get this thing? Like, did somebody like, how did you come across it? I I don't remember how I came across it. It, Well, it's a new product. It's it's brand new. So I think I, I just started learning about you know, I, I wanted to do this visual component for the music that I work on. And in some ways I rely on, on Mark for that. In other ways, I, I don't want to rely on other people for that because n- n- for no other reason other than just wanting to get into it and learn yeah. about it myself. And right. um, so like, like most other things, I, you know, do some reading, uh, do some Googling. And then um, I think I really found, found it through YouTube. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty sure that I um, originally came across this one through the channel Red Means Recording. He's a um a big time synth YouTuber person, okay. and he that's right. He made a video, uh, where uh and that's what sold me on it. Like I, I I checked some other stuff out, and then I'd seen this video, and it uh said like the thumbnail for the video said basically drugs, and I was like, well, I'm gonna <laughs> check that out. Like if it's the, if it's Red Means recording, yeah. it's gonna be cool. And then it turns out, oh shit, it's a vi- video synthesizer. Wow. And then I was like, here it is, how well it integrates with CV specifically with the uh, Hydrosynth, which is a synth that I'm interested in buying. So I was like, all right, I'm sold. And then I re- immediately went and it was like, yep, you were accepting pre-orders, but you know, can't get it. And then I think it took at least three or four months oh, to okay. actually get it. Wow. So then there was a lot of anticipation. Hell yeah. Here man. we are. And That's now it's, it's still on pre-order. I know that like you can't just buy it right now. I think maybe you can get it in July or something. Well, it's nice to know they didn't just like hurry up and make like a million of them. You know, they're kind of, they're sending them out as they get orders or making small batches. Yeah. The I mean, and they, and they've provided some updates and of course there's all sorts of stuff with getting chips right now due to pandemic and, and all yeah. that kind of shit. But um, right. I, yeah, I'm super into it. And I also recommend that everyone else gets into it because, you know, we can like share patches and, oh, and wow. ideas and stuff. Yeah. And there's a big community online, uh, not a big, but there is a community online of people using it. Um, the next one that I'm actually looking at is made by Critter and Guitari because of course, you know me, I can't just be good with one. Nope. <laughs> um, this company Critter and Guitari, they make like the organelle and a few other th- really cool pieces of gear that you've probably seen before. They make one called Izzy, uh, that, that I believe will be my next video synth. But then of course, then now I need to start thinking about, because there's, believe it or not, there are video mixers and, and they're very oh, expensive. Man. Yeah. Uh, so that's like this whole other, whole other thing that I'm opening up here, but I've really been enjoying it because it's like, I feel like I've been sort of shaking off some brain cobwebs by just like yeah. learning something completely brand new. Absolutely. Yeah. That's something that not, a, not enough, enough of us take advantage of, you know? No. And there's, there's so many uh, things, even if not, even if not like brand new for video synth but even just like in the audio world i mean they're not beyond our podcast like there's so many things pensado's place obviously who yeah, was on the show produce like a pro master class well you got to pay for master class shout out to stingray on giving me his login for that i watched <laughs> uh the full timbaland uh ma- master class that was cool it was cool and i've done some of the hans zimmer as well i'm Ooh, working on that very cool. uh 
or even like a mix with the masters i mentioned last week you know after l schmidt passed away uh mixed with the masters it gave away all of his stuff for free so there's a lot of free stuff out there and it, and i think it's a good thing to every once in a while get ourselves out of our uh, get out of a little rut yeah and uh and learn something new buddy i love that man yeah you're absolutely all right, right. We, t- we teased it before. We did. I want to talk about this a little bit really fast. I want to talk about some pedal stuff uh, just it. to close this this out here. And this actually came out of a conversation with listener and good friend, uh, my buddy Jimmy. Uh, he, and he's he's he, Jimmy's a great guitar player. Seems to be having a little bit of a renaissance right now. He's getting some more gear, getting back into it. And what he was talking about was how he's like, man, it would be a really good idea if there was a way that I could just like rent, pedal, like try pedals like Netflix but then not have to buy them. And I was like, well, my friend, that does exist already. And so I want to talk about that a little bit with you and get your thoughts on it because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this is something that, believe it or not, Brad and I talked about doing like a decade ago, and I did a bunch of research. Sure. Uh, and then a company actually wound up doing it called Pedal Genie, and they still exist. So right now you basically, it's a Netflix-style subscription. They've they've got like something like almost like 2,000 different types of pedals uh, available. Uh, with different price tiers, you know, single pedal. It basically it's about forty bucks a month at the cheapest one. I think they've got like an introductory rate that goes away, but it's the cheapest one's forty bucks a month. And you basically choose a pedal, you make a wish list, you ch- whichever one they have, they send it to you, and for as long as you want, as long as you're paying, you get to try that pedal out. So if it's like twenty bucks a month, you can. It's forty bucks a month. Okay, forty bucks a month, and yep. you can, and you can get like a a $200 pedal and then mm-hmm. does it does it pay itself off after that subscription or how does that work? No, so you can keep it as long as you want and mm-hmm. just, as long as you keep subscribing. There is a way that if you want to buy it uh depending on how long you've had it and you know what it is, yeah. you, they will give you like a slight discount I suppose. But um no, you still will, it's not like if you just like pay buy a $200 pedal cable for 5 months for at 40 bucks a month you own it. No, it's not how that works. Okay. That's not how it works. Okay. I well so, I, yeah, I love this. It man. does pay off to you don't want to hold on to pedals for that long. Essentially, it seems like. Right. Um, so, you, but the way it works is you have a wish list, and and here's here's where I run into some potential issues with it because, you know, for instance, they have like Analog Man stuff on there, and I've never played a real King of Tone before, so like, oh, I would love to put that on there. Well, you know that they maybe only have one of them, and that's yeah. on everyone's wish list. So I have to wonder, like it? those extreme pedals. Well, here's the thing: there isn't just this. There are multiple tiers, and there's the pro tier, and that's I don't even know. It's like. 80 or 100 bucks a month or something like that and that one you get three pedals at a time and you get to like prioritize so rather than you like setting this wish list and then you just get whatever you get when you're a pro member you get to you get to like talk to someone and be like yo this is what i want and then maybe you'll get it or not and there are some pedals that are limited like if they're too big they won't they will only be for the pro tier you know what i mean mm-hmm. interesting that's a really interesting idea um I think it's an interesting idea. I do think that there are, it could be successful. I think that it, it, I think it's a good idea. I, I just I I think that for it to be truly successful, it would have to be partnered with a big Sweetwater or something like that, where, yeah. where they just have a ton of inventory yep. and have a ton of it that can go out. The other thing is that these pedals are going to get fucked up. Like people well, that's are just going to use question. them. Yeah, if get it's beat used, up, and then they have to sell it as like a scratch and dent or something. like Everything that, that they sell on their site, you can you with not being you can a just member, buy a thing, you can right? go and buy used pedals on there right cool. now, okay. which. Also, I don't love that as part of the model because that's just going to limit what other people like your su- subscribers can use because there is no way that they have like a dozen clons or whatever. You know, they're going to have one yeah, of a lot of these right, pedals. Right. Either way, th- I'm sure that it's necessary for them to stay afloat. Uh, one other thing I did notice, I was looking through the FAQs because I wanted to make sure I, st- I understood everything. 
Um, and they do say that it's like not this is not for someone who who just wants to try one thing. Like you should be interested in trying a bunch of different pedals for this to work for you. Yeah. Uh, but right. they were talking about like uh, what they would like where they might charge you for extra things. And one of the things that they mentioned was that if it, if the box that they gave you because they there's no shipping costs. You you know they include the prepaid oh, cool. shipping label, all that sort of oh. stuff. Uh, but that they will upcharge you uh, if it comes back. Uh, the pe- the box comes back quote damaged or reeking of smoke which you just know <laughs> that oh, means yeah. that that specifically has to have happened yeah for them to call it out and they, yeah they probably added it's the that only one. thing it's underlined it's the only thing wow. that's underlined in the whole faq reek of smoke it's like what are you doing man are you just like hot box in your, hot your, box pedal in your box? studio yeah what's I, I don't know man that's uh <laughs> it must have happened. They they added that in. They're like, dude, we have to fix this. These that was are, added. For these things sure. are coming back reeking of uh, uh, garages and and you know dad rigs and stuff. I love yeah. Um, so that that's pedal genie. I think you it's know, a really I, cool I idea. I somebody, think I'm generally positive about. Let me it. ask you a question. And this was a, this was you, not that long ago, but a few years ago. Did somebody try to do this with guitars? Somebody Ooh, tried to know. do something like this, and I cannot think of the name. But they tried it's to called do called Guitar with like, Center, and you just return it. Yeah, that's called, yeah, you're just getting, getting your credit back. Um, I'm trying to think of the company. It was like, but you could rent like, a, you know, a, a P-Base or something. And then you could, you could kind of rent to own it, or you could give it back. And I'm, well, I'm totally destroyed. I don't know. I've never heard about that. I do know that there, you know, there's, of course, like SIR and, the, and these big rental companies. But I don't, I don't yeah. know about, um, I don't know about that one. It's well, I, I love this because um, I haven't actually mentioned this today. But um, I want to buy a new pedal for the old bass rig because, uh, you know, I've been teasing myself. I've been working too hard. I finally got a little cash and I'm like, you know, let me just see. But, you know, then I go, I have no fucking idea. Now, I'm probably just going to buy one pedal. I I don't know if I need a subscription um, to try a bunch because, you know, I'll probably tell you what. Here's what's going to happen. What's up? You after you get that second jab, we're having ourselves a little fucking CME visit, my friend. Oh, We're gonna go and you're going to play some fucking pedals. But here's what I do like about their their business model is I, you know, I can go play something at CME and be like, it sounds great through your guys's bass, your guys's amp and your guys's, you know, in this little right. room they That's give not you. Your rig. It's not and it's not with my with my band. You know, I'm not hearing the rest of the guys. Mm-hmm. But That's I, I right. yeah, of course, we got to go try some pedals out for sure, because uh, I have no I idea miss what doing I that. Get. I know it's so fun. Um, but I yeah, I have no fucking idea what i want to get even like what kind mm. of what kind of pedal well i mean so, we, i mean that's a, talked a little bit about octave episode, but sure, yeah but. that well let's let's get into that another time but either you've definitely got some options there buddy yeah i know Dude, pedals happen. man we're this is like our little pedal renaissance that's happening no uh, no small part thanks to that pedal that pedal movie the pedal movie, the I, pedal movie. I should say mm-hmm. uh and i also have to I just want to say you know no shade on any other podcast out there but when dan reposted that this our episode he said it was one of the one of the best ones he's been on. So, yeah, I love you that. Know, man. You can you can you can rest assured that this is one of the best podcasts that that guy's been on. Damn right, my buddy. Hope you have a great time with your your lady this weekend. All right, you, man. Uh, Thank you. You fucking decompress. Feel good about all the that work you've been putting in. Looking and forward uh, to it, man. And uh, you know, I'm glad things are going good with you too. And uh, happy yeah. haircut to you. Happy and, haircut, uh, buddy. <laughs> We'll uh, we'll talk to you on the next one. Yeah, if you made it this far, why don't you go make some music?